Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And greetings and salutations, brothers and sisters. Welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together, presented by Progressive Insurance on the ESPN app, SiriusXM Channel 80, and I always tell you a smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Harry Douglas is always in a good mood. Never more so today because I'm just going to be surrounded by Louisville Cardinals in the 6 o'clock hour. Say what? Jeff Brown, the head coach of Louisville, right now a team that more than likely they run the table. They're going to get the ACC championship game. They're probably going to play Florida State. Either way, I'm just going to be surrounded by ah, a bunch of birds when it comes to Harry Douglas on one side and Jeff Brown, the Louisville Cardinals, on the other side in the 6 o'clock hour. Oh, I'm a proud alum right yes, now. I have on my Louisville sweatshirt doing the show right now. Uh-huh. I'm at Seaport, New York, uh-huh. doing Freddie and Harry at the moment, ladies and gentlemen. And I'm telling you, it's a big game for my Louisville Cardinals this weekend versus the Miami Hurricanes mm-hmm. down there in Miami, mm-hmm. right? So I'm excited because if we win this game, Look out. we go to the ACC championship game. Freddie, you know I'm going to be unbearable. Going to be? <laughs> Unbearable. And guess who we get to face? Guess who we get to face if we make it there? You're going to be half Florida, Florida State. The Florida State Seminoles, where my brother went to school. So you know we're going to have something on the line. Now, the, personally, now you got to FaceTime with Tony that, the day of the game. Yes. I don't know where he is, but you got to FaceTime with the game going on. You know, my on. brother, he's already. So every time our schools play, yeah. we, you know, we, we bet something, right? Uh-huh. So you know he's already hit me up, talking his noise. Uh-huh. We're fourth in the country. Uh-huh. We're going to win the national uh-huh. championship. Uh-huh. I told him, shut up. Don't forget who Big Brother is, boy. Put you in a head. Put you in a headlock like Draymond did, yeah, Big yeah, Frenchie. Yeah, and you see when that's going to get Draymond in the timeout corner by the NBA. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in 20 minutes. And wait until you hear the strange thing Rudy Gobert said about why he got choked by Draymond Green. That comes your way in 20 minutes here in Freddie and Harry. Be a part of Freddie and Harry Nation. You can do that thing on the Dr. Pepper call online. line. Triple eight, say ESPN. 888-729-3776. By the by. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season or the Douglas brothers battling it out in the ACC championship game in Charlotte without a delicious taste of ice cold Dr. Pepper. It is the one fans deserve. Before we get to that thing, we got to get to the first thing. The main thing, the main 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 thing. The main thing with Freddie and Harry. If you're a Cleveland Browns fan, are you saying to yourself, boy, the football gods really must not like us at all. We finally got a team that cannot just be a contender in the AFC North, but we believe we have a quarterback that when he gets right, if he's going to get right, we can do some things in the AFC. That came to a screeching halt today as Deshaun Watson, the Cleveland Browns, needs shoulder surgery. Out for the rest of 2023. They didn't name P.J. Walker. Harry Douglas is starting quarterback. They said, hey, rookie, Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA, come on down. Your time is now. I'm not shocked by it, but I am a little surprised they decided not to go with the veteran to replace Deshaun Watson 
out for 2023 with a shoulder fracture, not a shoulder sprain. Just a tiny bit surprised, but also I look at P.J. Walker and how he didn't play against the San Francisco 49ers, how he didn't play against the Indianapolis Colts. And it was that defense of the Cleveland Browns that were able to anchor them Mm -hmm. and allowed them to win both of those football games, right? Right. And then uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson, I did the game where he started his first game in the National Football League versus the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, you talk about shell shock at the moment. Mm -hmm. He was shell shock. I also thought Kevin Stefanski as a play caller could have helped him out a lot more. But remember – at that moment, they didn't know exactly that Deshaun Watson wasn't going to play. That was a right. game-time decision. Right. So they went with uh, Dorian Thompson-Robinson at the time. It wasn't the, wasn't the move to make, in my opinion. I thought at that moment they should have went with P.J. Walker to give Dorian Thompson-Robinson a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. But I think they feel more comfortable with him now with more games into the season. Well, they can run the same kind of things with Dorian Thompson-Robinson because he's a similar quarterback the way that Deshaun Watson is that's not going to be there for Cleveland. Even with the diagnosis that Deshaun Watson got today, he still wanted to play. I mean, I pushed very hard for it um, (laughs) to the point where it was, you know, all the experts and and doctors was the ones that told me that it was was no chance. So, uh, you know, I pushed as far as I possibly could to – you know, get back out there and just try to play and, and try to push it towards after the season. But, you know, I think the best situation for, I guess, longevity in my career is, is to be able to get immediate surgery. Um, and that's what all the experts said. So, you know, I got I to gotta follow their, their footsteps and, and go from there. He really didn't want to, but he knew he had to because he knows with all the scrutiny around him, and that contract of over $230 million in guaranteed money. A lot of people are wondering, and I'll raise my hand on one of them, that this may be the worst contract in the history of the NFL. Not trying to shade his ability, but we don't know if we're going to see that Deshaun Watson ever again the way we saw with the Houston Texans. We may not see Harry 70% of that guy that we saw the Houston Texans. And just seeing the look on his face and to say, I'm finally getting to a place where I can get back and take these necessary steps, and then this happened. That's why I know if I'm a Cleveland Browns fan today, I'm thinking, man, the football gods, they just want us to stay in football purgatory with this injury today. So, yeah, I got to throw some numbers out there for all our listeners, right? When you talk about the Cleveland Browns with him this season and the Cleveland Browns without him. Now, the win-loss record with Deshaun Watson is 5-1. and one. With other quarterbacks, it's 1-2. and two. The total QBR with Deshaun Watson is 45. Mm-hmm. With others, it's 25. Right. The completion percentage is 61% towards uh, versus 50%. And then the touchdown to interception ratio is seven touchdowns to four interceptions with Deshaun, one touchdown to eight interceptions with all of the backup quarterbacks. Now, let me say this. I thought in the second half of the Baltimore Ravens game Mm -hmm. is when I said to myself, you know what? That could be a jumping off uh, point for Deshaun Watson to try to get back to what we seen him as a Houston Texan. I really thought that. And I didn't even know he, you know, had a break in his shoulder, mm-hmm. had a hot ankle sprain. So for him to finish that game Absolutely. and get that win is remarkable in my eyes. But let's not be fooled, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want your starting quarterback? Hell yes. You want your guy that's starting to be in there taking those reps to, and, and leading your football team. But let's be honest. That defense of Absolutely. the Cleveland Browns, mm-hmm. that's elite right now, mm-hmm. they're the backbone of this football team at the moment. You talk about first and third down defense, first and total defense, first and pass defense, seventh and run defense, six and points allowed. 
And you talk about Miles Garrett right now, who's tied with Daniil Hunter, the Minnesota Vikings, for the most sacks in the league, along with four forced uh, fumbles. And then you got Denzel Ward, who's playing unbelievable in the back end as a corner, who has nine pass deflections and two interceptions. So that defensive of the Cleveland Browns, they're going to give you an opportunity to win a game, mm-hmm. whether Deshaun Watson is the quarterback or not. We've seen that, right? They beat yeah. the San Francisco 49ers mm-hmm. with P.J. Walker because that defense gave Brock Purdy hell in high waters. They took him up through there to the upper room. <laughs> yes, they did. Now, Bring check this out, though, the Freddie. They got eight games sheep. left, yes. Cleveland Browns. Eight games left. Yeah. Five of those eight games mm-hmm. are against the Steelers, Broncos, Rams, Bears, and Jets. This team still has a chance. Harry Douglas, Freddie coming together, and Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio. I'm going to explain to you why they may not have as much of a chance as you think with Deshaun Watson out, but that defense still being there. But not check. to contend for a Super Bowl, though. I didn't say that. Oh, oh no. okay, okay, I'm okay, talking, okay. I'm talking about playoff spot. <laughs> just no, playoff, just playoff, just playoff. I'm not. I'm not going to throw you out there to the wolves. Yeah, we got, like we got that to clarify because I don't want the people tweeting yeah. me talking yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, you know, I bite well, back. Yeah, 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 I know. H Dogs eighty three at Coleman ESPN on Twitter. <laughs> have all your comments <laughs> being thrown that way. But when it comes to the importance of Deshaun Watson, based on what you just said about how great that Cleveland Browns defense is this year, Marcus Spears and Jeff Saturday were on Get Up as ESPN NFL analysts, two guys who play in the NFL, Harry, like you. And to say they're on the opposite sides of its importance. There would be a different reaction if we thought Deshaun Watson play was putting the Cleveland Browns over somebody else. It wasn't. Mm-mm. It wasn't. He had a great second half against the Ravens. And you know what great was? 14 to 14, ain't really do nothing crazy. Scrambled a couple times. When we talk about great, we talk about this man threw three touchdowns in the second half. Or he he changed the rule. This defense and this quarterback and this run game and O-line. I'm going to tell you, I disagree disagree with this. So when Deshaun Watson is playing, they're five and one. Uh, Let's go back to the Kenny Pickett, Mike Tomlin conversation we just had. It's about winning. And if Deshaun Watson finds ways to win, when you look at P.J. Walker, the dude's threw one touchdown and five picks. We just talked about Josh Allen turning the ball over and how difficult. I don't care how good your defense is. When Deshaun Watson is in there, if they're turning it over less and scoring more, you have a better opportunity to win. In modern football, you need your quarterback to make a play. Right now, the Cleveland Browns don't have that guy. They're going to really have to surround Dorian Thompson-Robinson with the things they do best, run the football and play defense. But there's going to come a time, even against somebody on that schedule that is not the same kind of final games that Buffalo has to deal with, you got to trust that your quarterback can make a play. It can't just be about the defense out there making play after play after play. Where in modern football, more than ever before, that quarterback has got to be there. The threat was still there to Deshaun Watson. That threat is not there, and I wonder how much of that can keep the Cleveland Browns out of the playoffs, no matter how great their defense is played. No, I would say this. I also think that's another reason why they're leaning towards mm-hmm. Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He can do it better than P.J. Walker. Exactly. Like his upside and being able to be a threat and pose a threat to the opposing team defense is higher than P.J. Walker. I think we already know the ceiling of P.J. Walker. Yeah. We don't know the ceiling of True. Dorian Thompson-Robinson and some of the things that he's able to do from the orange strength and cre- creativity – And I think Kevin Stefanski right now is one of the most important people, not just because he's the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, but also because he's the offensive coordinator. He's Mm -hmm. the play caller, right? right? He's the one who calls the play. So they have to be very, very personal with what they do with Dorian Thompson-Robinson because if he's the starter. Because at the same time, you don't want to go out there and lose that young man because he does have that game versus the Baltimore Ravens that didn't go so well. 
So you don't want people, not, number one, within the Browns organization, mm-hmm. fans, mm-hmm. teammates, players, mm-hmm. questioning things when things don't go right when he's out there in the football field. Yeah. You don't want that. Yeah. I know Dorian Thompson Robinson would not question himself, but that's an audience of one. He may not have a lot of people on that line in that room with him when it comes to his confidence, good or bad. Let's go to Cleveland here and Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together on ESPN Radio and get reaction to the Deshaun Watson news. The Browns quarterback out for the rest of the season. A shoulder fracture is going to sideline him for 2023. He's an FOS friend of the show. He's Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN Radio in Cleveland. Hit him on Twitter at HammerNation19. Aaron, when you heard that he was going to be lost for the rest of the season, we found he has a shoulder fracture. Not a shoulder sprain when it comes to Deshaun Watson. What went through your mind, Hammer? Um, I felt like I got the wind knocked out of me. You know, I felt like it was one of those stories that I felt like I got punched in the face. Guys, we had a whole show planned out. I go on the air at 9. The Browns send this press release out 10 minutes before the show starts. And all of a sudden, we're scrambling around and trying to find out more information And it was at a moment, you know, for Browns fans where finally they had gotten over on a division opponent on the road, an incredible comeback win. And it just made me think, man, the fans here, you can't have nice things for more than like two days (laughs) without, you know, someone coming in and just ruining the whole thing. Um, And I really feel for Browns fans today, guys. I'm not just joking here. This is. I feel so bad for the organization, for everybody in the locker room, and but I feel bad for the fans the most. No, I, I agree with you. When I seen Shefty report this news, Aaron, the first thing I retweeted was, wow, because it came out of nowhere. And I thought, you know, them beating the Baltimore Ravens and having that comeback, and especially Deshaun Watson, what he did in the second half, I thought it was something he can be able to build off of moving forward with this football team. But I got to ask you, because there are rumors that, you know, it might be Dorian Thompson-Robinson as the quarterback. What's your level of confidence in DTR that he's able to hold the ship afloat and try to make a playoff push? Harry, uh, it's more than just rumors. I mean, Coach Stefanski came out about two hours ago and announced that Dorian is going to be the starter. I guess I'll turn this around on you. I mean, I know you and I ran into each other in an elevator when the Browns were playing the Ravens that day. You called the game on ESPN Radio, and then I texted you later in the day and said, I'm sorry that that's the product that we put out on the field (laughs) when you came and visited our (laughs) fine stadium. Harry, Harry, he was awful. I, I I don't mean to pile on the kid, and he's just a kid. Okay, I've seen bad quarterback play. I've covered the Cleveland Browns for 20 years. Nobody is an expert in bad quarterback play more than me. And I thought that performance was bottom of the barrel bad, even by Brown standards. So the fact that they're going back to him now, I don't see him in practice and I don't know everything that led into that game or whatever, but they're going to feed him to TJ Watt and Highsmith and Minka Fitzpatrick on Sunday. And I think it's a horrible idea. I think it's such a bad idea that I have logged on to ESPN Bet and may consider a significant wager on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'll leave it at that. <laughs> Hammer Goldhammer also being a trader in ESPN Cleveland. Hit him on Twitter at HammerNation19. Joining Freddie Cohen and Harry Douglas on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Staying with Deshaun Watson. You and I, ha- Hammer, talked about when that contract was signed by the Cleveland Browns, guaranteeing all that money, $230 million plus for Deshaun Watson. 
I'm not going to ask you, are they having buyer's remorse? I get a sense what your answer is going to be. But how much of this, no matter what happens, could be looked at? Maybe the worst contract that we've ever seen in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, of course. Like, I, I don't – people come up with that take, Freddie, and they, they feel like they're really firing off a hot one. I mean, the Browns gave up three first-round picks, okay? They paid him the largest contract in NFL history. They've screwed up their salary cap. And so far, this thing has been an abject disaster. I have talked about, in regard to Deshaun Watson, on the radio for a living, judges, hearings, suspensions, shoulders, ankles, and basically like one good performance throughout the course of now. This is almost two calendar years. He has three more years left on that contract. But today is one of the first days where I can legitimately say, guys, it's looking like that's where this is headed. I've got serious doubts. Because when guys start getting hurt, it's usually the injuries don't stop. This is his throwing shoulder. Surgery on the throwing shoulder is bad news for pitchers and quarterbacks. This is a time where I've got serious doubts that Deshaun Watson is ever going to be the same. Wow. Aaron, so i got to ask you this. Um, that defense of the Cleveland Browns, they have been amazing this season, right? Just about first in every category you can think about. Miles Garrett is playing unbelievable, tied for the lead, uh, tied with, uh, in sacks this year with, with Daniil Hunter, the Vikings. Do you think that defense can do enough so the Browns can get into the playoffs? You know, it's funny, Harry. The Browns' defense has played better when Deshaun Watson has been their quarterback because I think they know that it's not all on them. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, I'm afraid that they're going to have to play great to carry the Browns to a wild card spot. Um, I really do think watching them, they have a top five defense. Um, so I think against the likes of Justin Fields and, uh, and you know, I don't know if Matt Stafford's going to play in the Rams game and who the heck the Jets quarterback is going to be. <laughs> yeah, I think they can win some of those games. But against competent teams where you need a guy to come out and make a couple of plays, like, I don't know. Like, you have to score in this league in order to win. And I guess the Browns are going to be trying to win a bunch of games 10-6 to 6 from here on out. And that is an ugly caveman style of football. And I think I'm with you, Harry. I heard you say this. I think they're still capable of getting to a wild card. But, like, as of yesterday, we were having conversations about the Browns being a Super Bowl contender. And now I think that is totally off the table. Um, but I don't know where they're going to turn next at quarterback, you know? I mean, are they going to sign somebody off the street? Is DTR going to be this year's Brock Purdy? Or is he going to look like the quarterback that we saw back in week four and they're going to be back to P.J. Walker by the time they board a plane for Denver? All I can promise you guys is there are still eight games to go. So far this year, the Browns have had their tight end set himself on fire. Their quarterback's been in and out of the lineup. They've had remarkable wins, balls bounce off guys' helmets for horrible interceptions, (laughs) devastating losses. Stay tuned, because if you think this is going to be a simple story from here until the beginning of January, I've got something something to tell you and something to show you. (laughs) Aaron, how sick to your stomach are you that you see Joshua Dobbs, who was with this football team, balling out? 
Fred. It was a, it, guys, Harry, it's a horrible mistake. <laughs> it could get somebody fired. I, I'm, I'm dead serious. When you're a Super Bowl contender, okay, you have to have a backup plan for your quarterback. Credit to the 2017 Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> they did have a backup plan. Mm-hmm. And that backup plan was the Super Bowl MVP for them in a year where they had their star QB MVP candidate go down. The Browns' backup plan was a fifth-round rookie from UCLA. Like, really, that's the best we could do? Um, Because they wanted to get some fifth-round draft pick the first week of September? I got to imagine, and he hasn't wanted to admit it, I got to imagine Andrew Barry and the whole organization is kicking themselves for shipping Josh Dobbs out of town. But, guys, I'm terrified for what is going to happen to DTR here. I'm a little mystified. I I thought they would go back to P.J. Walker, who's Mm -hmm. not good. You know, you said DTR has a higher floor uh, or higher ceiling, uh, Harry, but I think that P.J. Walker has a much higher floor. I don't want to see how low Dorian Thompson Robinson's floor is. That's Halloween's yeah. over, but that's a horror movie. Yeah, the, the floor could be the same, but either way, the Browns are going with the younger instead of the older, replacing Deshaun Watson uh. out for the season with the shoulder surgery. The man you hear going, ugh, in the background, Aaron Goldhammer from ESPN in Cleveland. He's Say in a prayer, yeah. guys. Uh, we've been saying Say prayer. a prayer for us, yeah. please. Aaron, we've been saying prayers to your organization since 1964, the last thing we won a championship, so the prayers will continue. Thanks, brother. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Hit him on Twitter, HammerNation19. You can just hear the angst in his voice when he first comes. I was like, ugh. And rightfully so, though, man. This yeah. this is a team that, you know, after they beat the Baltimore Ravens, like he mentioned, people are going to put them in the Super Bowl contending category. Yes. And now that's all gone away. Yeah. It's 100% gone away now. Yeah. yeah, the Super Bowl odds went from 25-1 to 1 to 50-1 to 1 the minute that the news came down about Deshaun Watson being out for the season. Winning in the Cleveland Browns. Will they make the playoffs without Deshaun Watson as their quarterback? Let us know at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry. And wait until you hear what Rudy Gobert, the Minnesota Timberwolves, said about why he got choked last night by Draymond Green of the Warriors. And when you hear it, you're going to say, yeah, I can picture him saying that. Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. 
Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. It's the Wednesday crew known as Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80, and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You heard that call from KFAN in San Francisco. Waiting to hear what Steve Kerr, the Golden State Warriors, said about that. And the Chucky, meaning Rudy Gobert, the Minnesota Timberwolves, what he said about why Draymond Green decided to pull that maneuver last I night. I can't breathe, Freddie. I can't breathe. <laughs> Somebody see, get him. Do you see Marcus Spears and Jay Will when they did that on, on Get Up? When no. They did that, Marcus Spears goes, hi, Jay Williams, who's sitting in his seat. And next thing he puts his arms around like, Dude, you better call for your mother. You better call for your mother. <laughs> like the scene from Baby Boy with Ving Rhames and Tyrese. You better call for your mother. You better call for your mother. <laughs> it was so freaking hysterical when they did that on Get Up this morning. We're going to get that. To that, that whole situation in a couple of minutes. But a couple of people want to weigh in at 888-729-3776. No Deshaun Watson, quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, out for the rest of the season, found out that he has a shoulder fracture in his throwing arm. So what now when it comes to the Cleveland Browns? Laverne in Chicago and FOS, what you got, my friend? Hey, guys. Thanks for, thanks for letting me chime in. Sure. God hates the Cleveland Browns. He literally <laughs> hates them. He hates them. And let me give you a scenario, quick scenario. Zion Williams to the Golden State Warriors for Draymond and Kaminga and two draft picks. Wow. If I'm the Pelicans. Draymond's got to go. Yeah, I'm sure Draymond has to go, but there's no way I'm part with that on the Pelicans. Not yeah. for Draymond. Not no, for no, Draymond. No. But I don't think he's wrong about the whole thing about the football gods in the Cleveland Browns. Man, it's just, God, it's, I, I, and I don't know why it's like this, but I mm-hmm. really feel for the Browns organization yeah. right now at this moment. Mm-hmm. I really do. As a Jets fan, I don't want to hear their sob stories. My team has been dealing with the football gods hating my team since 1968, the last time they won it, only time they ever won an NFL championship. As a Jets fan, I'm not trying to hear it about the football gods hating my team in Cleveland <laughs> if you're a Browns fan. Evan in Ohio, the great state of Ohio. Evan, what you got, my friend? Hey, you guys. I uh, actually called yesterday, too, about Ben Johnson becoming the OC. Mm-hmm. But I think he would take the head coaching job instead of Sean McDermott. But that's neither here nor there. So okay. Cleveland. Cleveland. Man, that last car hit it on the head. Uh, Cleveland definitely needs some Jesus, that's for sure. But <laughs> I do think that defense. The best offense is a great defense, and the Browns have a great defense. And I think DTR, he's hungry, he's young. Yes, he has a low floor, but he has a super high ceiling. I think if he can get that run game going on, like you showed that in UCLA, I think the Browns are at least semi-dangerous. And if they can get out of AFC North, I mean, who's their opponent in the AFC other than the Ravens, who they already beat? Whoa. Okay. No, I hear, I hear uh, his now, facts on that one. I, I think they still have an opportunity to make the playoffs. Okay. Now, I think after that, mm-hmm. um, I don't think they're going to be able to contend for a Super Bowl because when is the last time that a team went to the Super Bowl without, I would say, the San Francisco 49ers? And, and then mm-hmm. even Jimmy Garoppolo needed to make a throw to Emmanuel Sanders, right? And he didn't do it. And he didn't make the throw. So Couldn't do that it. allowed Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and company to win that Super Bowl. So at mm-hmm. some point – yeah. You have to be able to make certain plays on the football field at the quarterback position. Right. Now, I think this defense is going to be able to allow them to get into the playoffs. I think that's it, though. I do not yeah. see them having a long time once they do make it. The days of a defense carrying an offense across the finish line, 
that's so 1995. Yeah. In modern football, your defense has to be a part of it, no question. But you got to have a quarterback that can make a play. And right now, the Cleveland Browns don't have that guy at that position. Remember the Tennessee Titans, right? Made it all the mm-hmm. way to the AFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. The quarterback position played a factor in that. Mm-hmm. Derrick Henry led them there. Then yep. you ran up against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, exactly. Even the next year. They lose to Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. Yep. Number one seed in the AFC. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill those three picks. Ta-da. You got that whole situation. Keep weighing in at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Always join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call online. Meanwhile, in Golden State in San Francisco, here on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, apparently Draymond Green confused the NBA for the WWE. Clay Thompson, his teammate, Jay McDaniels of Minnesota, got into it. A shoving match near the middle of the court. Rudy Gobert went in there to separate because, as we know from, from dudes in France, they're not fighters. They're lovers. The only time we talk about guys fighting from France are the three musketeers and they're fictional people as it is. Draymond Green decided to exercise his right to put a chokehold on Rudy Gobert and get him out of that situation. All three guys were ejected. Jaden McDaniels, Clay Thompson, and then Draymond Green. Check out how Steve Kerr explained away or tried to explain away why he felt Draymond had to do what he did. There's no way Clay Thompson should have been thrown out of the game. I mean, he's running up the floor, and he, the guy grabs his jersey, and he's pulling on him, and so Clay pulls back. And uh, no way Clay should have been ejected. That was ridiculous. The Draymond piece of it, um, if you watch the replay, Rudy had his uh, hands on Clay's neck, and that's why Draymond went after Rudy. And uh, that's I saw one replay um, right after it happened. Okay, well, I guess film doesn't lie according to the eyes of Steve Kerr, but as weird as that was, that explanation, Rudy Gobert's explanation trumped that whole thing. Uh-oh. Per the Timberwolves reporter Dane Moore, and I quote, he said, this is the reason Draymond Green decided to do that. I'm reading it word for word. It's kind of funny because before the game, I was telling myself that Steph is not playing, so I know Draymond is going to try and get ejected. Because every time Steph doesn't play, he doesn't want to play. It's his guy, Steph. He'll do anything to get ejected, end quote. Excuse me? <laughs> I was going to say, start laughing. Because I laughed out loud when I saw that, too. Yeah. Um, first of all, man, you can't let nobody choke you like that, boss, man. Uh, you, you, yeah. I don't know if you have kids or not, but yeah, yeah. if you don't, you're going to have kids. Yeah, yeah. And now they get to pull yeah. that up on YouTube. I, I Put it this way. I don't know what the French word for help is, but he said it a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when he was getting pulled away by yes, his neck by Draymond yes, Green. Yes, he did. And I, and I would say this. Now, I think what Steve Kerr left out is that Clay Thompson actually pushed mm-hmm. um, McDaniel's. With McDaniels first, yeah. and then that's how it all started. But it wasn't no vicious push. It was like, you know, give me some breathing room. Uh-huh. And then mm-hmm. Jay McDaniels, that's when he started grabbing them, and then they, got, they went to tussling the whole nine. Let me say this about Draymond. Yeah. So my brother Tony Douglas had the opportunity to play with Draymond at Golden State. Okay. And I've had opportunity to be around Draymond. People need to stop saying Draymond needs to not do this, not do that. Draymond is Draymond Green. No matter what. And it's not changing. He even came out and said, why is everybody trying to tell me and teach me how to be Draymond Green? Mm-hmm. I know how to be Draymond better than anybody else. And I would also say this, when you look at Rudy Gobert, now, did he have his hands all the way around Klay Thompson's neck? I think that's a bit exaggerated. Completely. You know what I mean? Yep. But don't touch my teammate. Draymond, in my opinion, is the ultimate teammate. He's he a guy, he he's do a, anything, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, if if you're playing with him, you want that guy on your team. If you're playing against him, you hate him. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. There's a way to do that yes. and not get in touch with your inner WWE that became your outer WWE when it comes to Draymond Green. Correct. And as far as Draymond moving forward, 
I don't mind him sticking up for his teammate. Me neither. But when it comes a time where it can cost your team, like mm-hmm. it did in the NBA Finals, mm-hmm. talk that talk. That's when you got to understand where the line is if you're Draymond. Now, I'm not telling you not to be Draymond. Absolutely. But last night, mm-hmm. it's not going to hurt you. Or whenever it ha- it's not that's not going to hurt you. Yeah, not game when, not game 12 on November no, 14th. When you get to playoff time, that's when you got to be smarter about those type of things because you missing a game mm-hmm. could cost you a playoff series like it cost you a championship in the past. Steven San Francisco wants to weigh in on this at 888-729-3776. Big Steve, what you got, my friend? Hey guys, uh yeah, this this situation has been going on He's, uh, he's got to seek some help. But, you know, when he punched Jordan Poole, that mm-hmm. they were more concerned about the video getting out than mm-hmm. what he did. Mm-hmm. And also, too, if I did that to my coworker, mm-hmm. isn't that assault and battery? Mm-hmm. Here's what you got to understand. You got to understand Steve Kerr went through that with his own teammate, too, now. So it's not like Steve Kerr. That whole situation was new to him. Right. We're just in a different era. It is. The, the difference is when Steve Kerr and Michael Jordan got into it, they went at each other was something that happened in practice. Jordan Poole, based on the reports that I read and people that I talked to, was running his mouth about, I got my contract, you didn't get yours, and Draymond had enough. Not excusing Draymond Green's actions. Yeah. I, I'm a Draymond Green defender, but there's certain things that you can't get past me by things you've done. No, he can't. He can't do that to his team. Absolutely, now. you can, I mean, there's a way to handle that as a grown man. Yep. Cold cocking somebody like that, even if he deserved it. If you're not being threatened, you can't do that. If you're Draymond Green, and I've been a Draymond Green defender and plenty of other things. I think he completely gets a bad rap on a lot of things, but a lot of that bad rap that he has earned last night didn't help because if you're Draymond Green, you don't want to. And Harry, and you know this, and your brother knows this. You do not want to be that guy, let's say you're playing pickup basketball, and you know you're not going to get picked anymore, and you got to try to do things to stay on the court. If you're Draymond Green, to me, that's where he is right now, the Golden State Warriors. The way he's been able to play, the way he's been able to contribute to Golden State, maybe that's gotten to the end of that shelf life when it comes to him. So the different things that you got to try to do to get into the opponent's head, to inspire your team, to motivate your team, say, I'm always going to have your back, because I wonder how many people, including Steve Kerr, because remember, they gave him that contract this year. He feels even more emboldened because they chose him over Jordan Poole. They chose the puncher over the punchy. And last night they chose the choker over the chokey. So if you're Draymond Green, you're thinking, I know my organization has my back because they know I'm always going to have theirs. you got to be careful with your Draymond Green to think that that's going to continue to work because at a certain point, you're going to run out of allies in your own organization. Yeah, 100%, especially when it costs your team, when it costs your team big time. And I would say this, and I, and I think Steve Kerr at times is in some weird situations too because sure. you have a guy that's helped you win four championships mm-hmm. and has been there with, you know, Clay Thompson and also Steph Curry. And you know how those two guys feel about Draymond and what he means to everything that you want to accomplish. No doubt. So – that's why that whole Jordan Poole thing and them worried about the video, it's, we got to think about the situations that Steve Kerr is in yeah. as a head coach too now. Well, Steve Kerr better think about that situation too because yeah. when he says something defending somebody, it may not land well even in his own organization. Pamela in Mississippi wants to weigh in on this. Miss Pamela, what you got, my friend? Hi, first of all, long-time listener, loved you at night. Hi, Harry, love you as well. Appreciate Thank you, you Miss Pamela. This is what I want to say. Okay. Rudy Gobert came across that court and he grabbed Clay 
everybody knows when you fighting, you don't grab the opponent because <laughs> if you don't grab my teammate and you're not my teammate, then that look like y'all trying to jump my boy. So I'm going to come in. Now, no, he didn't necessarily choke Clay, and the only reason why he didn't is because Draymond put him in a chokehold first. But no one is saying anything about that. <laughs> no, 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 no. And, and that part about it, I agree with Miss Pamela because you can't. You better go grab your own dude. Don't I'll, come touching mine. I'll, I'll say this to somebody who used to be a bouncer in the bar and has been in a fight or two: if you're going to involve yourself in the fight, you better be able to be ready. Hey, you better Go- stay ready so Absolutely. you don't have to get ready. Rudy Gobert walked over to nah, 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 man, that man, nah, kids, nah, man, nah, gotta nah, watch nah, that nah. for the rest of their life. That, hey. that you gonna do what? Like you, know, you, you ain't nah. doing the Draymond. That is Gobert's problem, and yep. that's Gobert and his kids' problem. Let a lesson be learned out there. This public service message from Freddie Cohen and Harry Douglas. <laughs> if you're going to get involved in a fight, don't walk over there going, nah, 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 nah. Walk in there ready for action, yep. even if you're going to go in there as a peacemaker. This PSA brought to you by Freddie Coleman and Harry well, Douglas. Hold on, you were, you were about oh. to Freddie? Well, but, but hold yeah, on, Shannon. I was bouncing, here, here, I was go another th- yeah. here go another thing, mm-hmm. though. Yeah. What's what, that? what was Rudy Gobert teammates when he was getting choked out? You know the you know nobody was, grabbed Draymond. You know what it is on their team. They knew the lone musketeer. The other musketeer said, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. "Hey, and that's, Dada, that's Rudy's hey, business." They're like, "Hey, Donatello, handle it." <laughs> on guard. That's Rudy's on, business. Like on guard. They said, "Yeah, on guard. You're behind. You go right out hey, there and get I'm, choked out." I'm glad I had the teammates I had. Boy, yep. listen, when I got fined, yep. 10K in the league. Roddy got fined. Julio <laughs> got fined. Devin Hester got fined. Eric Weems got. <laughs> Fine. Boy, I know I got some loyal ones that I had with me, boy. Meanwhile, Rudy Gobert's like, hey, where'd everybody go? He's Harry Douglas and Freddie Coleman on Freddie <laughs> and Harry. Keep weighing in about that whole situation involving Draymond Green and Rudy Gobert at Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Join the conversation on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Meanwhile, finally, the Coswell Playoff Committee got it right. Finally. Georgia. Georgia. Do you think, Ray Charles? <laughs> <laughs> That's next on ESPN Radio and American Idol. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. It's the Wednesday Groovathon known as Freddie and Harry. Harry Douglas, Freddie Coleman together. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on Sirius X and Channel 80. And always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. College Football Committee, thank you. You finally got it right with Georgia being number one. True. <laughs> well done. They should have been number one last week. And the first week, they are the best team in college football. Ohio State, I know you love Ohio State. I know you embrace Ohio State, but college football playoff committee. (laughs) You finally got it right. Boo Corrigan, college football playoff selection committee chair. Last night, Ian Fitzsimmons. Boo, take a bow. Yeah, you know, the back-to-back wins, right, over Missouri and Mississippi. And and Missouri goes out and beats Tennessee 36-7. And, you know, Georgia – Game's tied 14 all, and everyone's thinking track meet, right? And then all of a sudden, they go on a 38-3 to run. And just looking at that and, and having Brock Bowers back and, you know, maybe kind of sort of being healthy for the first time, you know, this year and seeing what they did and how they kind of came together was obviously very impressive to everyone. But uh, as we went through it on the committee, it was all, uh, you know, Georgia earned the right to be the number one team. Yeah, and I think right now when you look at this Georgia football team, especially with Brock Bowers coming back and looking the way he did, no gimp, no limp, no nothing, just mm-hmm. out there playing full speed on the end line, blocking for the run game or whatnot, the way Carson Beck is playing at the quarterback position, that run game. Um, I, I think Lat McCockey, what he's meant for this football team when Brock Bowers went down and went out, 
you also got to look at where they place Missouri, right? Missouri beating Tennessee last week. They moved up into the top ten with two losses at number nine. And then Ole Miss only went to 13. So yeah. Georgia with two very, very impressive wins right then and there. And I, and I will say this, Freddie, mm-hmm. when they get to the SEC championship game, if, you know, if – if Alabama doesn't lose another game, which I don't think they will. Yeah, they got Auburn, they're not losing that I game. I think at the championship weekend, Georgia has an opportunity to be the final number one team in the country, and they yeah. probably will be playing in New Orleans because that's closer geographically yep. to where they're, where they're from. Well, both of those teams will play in the SEC championship game. Georgia wrapped up the East, Alabama wrapped up the West. But the one thing I hate about the criteria of the college football player selection committee, that they will not use what a team was at that moment, and they'll use it later on as deciding as a deciding factor as a tiebreaker. Mm. You, to me, you can't do that. If a team was number five in the country when you beat them or they beat you and they're not as good later on, you can't use that and say, okay, that team's not as good anymore. That, that doesn't fly with me. And I think they use a lot of that criteria, specifically with certain teams. I think Ohio State gets more of a favorable bounce from the committee because of who they've beaten. To me, Ohio State is nowhere near as good as Georgia. Top four team, yes. As good as Georgia? No. To me, it's Georgia, Michigan, and then Ohio State. And the gap between Georgia and Michigan, to me, is pretty sizable compared to everybody else. Well, that's kind of the argument that a lot of people are trying to have for Alabama, right, to be over Texas. Mm -hmm. They're talking about how Alabama, who who they were at that time, and Texas were at that time versus what Texas is right now and what Alabama is right now. Hey, they beat them head-to-head, man. Absolutely. They they went out there and won the game on the football field. I I don't know what more you could ask for in that case. Yeah, especially going on the road and beating Alabama. Yeah, at home, in Brian Denny. Yeah, no doubt about that. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. Keep weighing in your thoughts on the Cleveland Browns without Deshaun Watson. And the Draymond Green chokehold on Rudy Gobert. Let us know the Dr. Pepper call in line at Triple H say ESPN 888-729-3776. We take your calls in 15 minutes. And the New York Jets did something yesterday that the Buffalo Bills did last week. And it did not work out for the Buffalo Bills. By the by, these two play each other on Sunday. We'll clue you in on that next on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.